0: Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I have not pursued this for so long just because of fear and just pushing it off, procrastination. Honestly, I have no idea like where I'm going with it. I <laughs> kind of want to treat it as like my personal diary and at the end of the day, I feel like this will be just for me. I mean, this is, this is just personal stuff that I would be sharing. And if you don't know me and you're watching this, hi, my name's Alexa. If you do know me and you're watching this, hi. um, Regardless, I just want this to be a space where I can just share openly and freely. I think that is another reason that I've put this off as well, is there's just some things that I'm like, not that that comfortable sharing that I, I only share with my close circle, just things that I talk about that I'm like, okay, do I want this person to know this? And that person know this, I'm I'm talking as if like somebody like who's even watching this to even be like judging what I'm saying, you know, I'm like really jumping the gun here, but um, that's just how I, of course my camera's shaking because my cat has to, okay, hold on. Okay. We're already off. We're off to a a strong start here. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to do this. Honestly, I've always put it off and I'm like, you know, I'm pretty chatty. So why don't I just like put this into a hobby that I enjoy doing and I could see myself genuinely enjoying having a podcast. I don't know if I wanna have people on, like do I want this to just be somewhere where I vent and talk or do I wanna talk with other people? Right now I'm feeling like I wanna do a little bit of both. I have no idea, this is the first episode. Like I said, I'm really jumping the gun, Um, but I just wanna treat it like my diary. And if you give a shit about what I have to say, then let's go for it, right? I mean, I have no notes, other than like my journal, which I feel like is the best thing that I could have, because I don't really want to like stick to talking about just one thing. Um, I kind of want to just vomit my brain out, and as you can already tell, I've gone all over the place, and that's because that is literally how my brain works. I go from here to there to there to there, and I just got a lot of a lot of thoughts in here, and I'm super super. Um, I, I think I'm an overthinker, call it introspective, but I just think it's overthinking. And I am um, like, well, why don't I just put this into like a cathartic experience where I could just get the thoughts out, right? So if you don't know me, like I said, my name is Alexa. I'm 25 years old. I am a SoCal native. Um, I'm. I don't know what I'm doing, to be honest. <laughs> I'm a little bit all over the place. I think that's another reason, like, I want to do this podcast is just kind of like get my thoughts in order, see what I'm trying to pursue at this stage of my life, and just be open minded. I'm in a very exploratory phase of my life. I think that's another reason I wanted to do a podcast is because. I'm just kind of entertaining like a bunch of stuff right now. And I'm not, I've never been that type of person. I've always been the person with the plan, the goals, the like five-year plan and view and all that crap. Right. And now I'm just like, well, fuck. I, by the way, I'm just, I'm a huge sailor mouth. So I'm, I apologize in advance, but it's just the way I talk um, just helps me get my thoughts out easier for some fucking reason. <laughs> um, so yeah. I'm at that place now where it's like, okay, I'm 25. And I feel like maybe this is more of a female thing, but when you're 20, when you have a, an image of what you, where you'll be at 25 and it doesn't exactly line up, you start to kind of go into that like quarter life crisis mode. And that has definitely been happening for me. And I, I just turned 25. Um, and a big reason for this is so my plan has always been, I want to go to medical school. I want to be a physician. Um, I've been pursuing this for like since college, all of college and then after college. So I, I went to college, um, you know, did the whole, the the pre-med track. And then I got my master's degree and I was super over cocky and overconfident and thinking like, okay, well now I got my master's degree. It's going to be a walk in the park to get into med school, right? Wrong. I mean, <laughs> I've got so much clinical experience. I've got the grades to back it at this point. But um, to be honest, the MCAT, if you guys don't know what the MCAT is, the MCAT is the exam you got to take to get into med school. I'm taking a, it in a taking it a taking it a little less than a handful of times now. And it's not that I'm doing awful, but I'm just not doing where I want to submit the an application with that score. And so Oh, I had a reason it's hit me really hard this year too, is because I was like, okay, this is the last time I take this fucking exam. I'm going to crush it. I just finished my master's degree. Um, and I've got like all my ducks in a row. Right. And I take it again. This was a few months ago. Now I don't do as hot as I I expected. Could I apply with the score? Absolutely. But I just, I don't like to half-ass things. And I don't want to send in a half-assed application. And number two, um, it's like $2,000 to apply to more than 10 schools. So yeah, I'm not going to – I don't want to waste money on it. And so I'm like, all right, I had to – now I got to just do like a whole new we got to reevaluate everything type of thing. Um, And so I was – I'm left with, okay, now we maybe let's like – maybe let's entertain other things, right? And so I – I've been working as a real estate agent for the past year. I did it after my master's program just because I was like, well, I need a job while I study for the MCAT. So I was doing that. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I think you know pretty quickly if something's meant for you or not. Honestly, I I did go into it very open-minded. I'm still doing it, Um, but I just, I know it's not the thing that feeds my soul. And I'm not saying I know that being a doctor will feed my soul. I just have the feeling. And I think this is a problem that a lot of people in their twenties face, because this is something I'm facing too, where it's like, okay, well, I, I think this, this career is going to make me happy. And I just, I actually have no idea because You don't know until you're in the career, right? And no matter how many physicians I've shadowed and clinical experiences I've had, I'm like, all right, I enjoy all of that. But at the end of the day, it is going to be different than being the physician or being in that career, right? It it is going to be different. So there is that hesitancy. There's huge imposter syndrome. This is something that I've personally struggled with the most out of everything is just feeling that you are able to do it. And I think we put certain careers on pedestals. Um, And for me, I come from a more like, I don't know how to explain it, more traditional mindset of a family wise. That's the type of family I come from where like the careers that are put on a pedestal are like lawyer, doctor, engineer, like the more like standard I don't know how to exactly explain it, but maybe like you guys get what I'm saying. So I come from more of that foreign mentality, but I've, um, I have allowed my space to enter my, my space. I've allowed myself the space to entertain, whether I'm pursuing it just for other reasons, like to please family or whatever, like things like that. But, um, I have gone down that path enough now to know, no, I'm not doing it to please them. I want to do it because I genuinely see myself doing it. And now I'm in that spot where I'm entertaining a different career and I'm like, okay, the the money's good, um, but it's not enough. (laughs) And maybe for some people it is enough. I think this is a very personal decision. For me, I'm like, the money is not enough for me. I I need that fulfilling piece. And I think if you can find this, the earlier on you can find out like, what is the thing that kind of feeds me? The quicker you'll be able to kind of narrow down the career paths you could fall into. So for me, I want to help people. For some reason, that has been be that my image of that is being a physician. I've I, and I know that you can, you know help people in so many in so many different careers. You can help them with a less tangible like physical type of helping them, where it could be, helping them buy a house. Okay. So that's what I'm, that's the career field I'm in right now. And I don't feel like I'm helping, but that doesn't have, that doesn't mean I'm not, it just means it's not where I feel called to be. And I think this is again, a very personal experience and something that you just, there are certain things in your upbringing, your personality type that add to that decision. And so for me, it's like, okay, I I love helping people. I want to help people. (laughs) I've said that like 10 million times. How do I want to help them? So I want to help them with their health for some reason. And I can't get over that. And so I'm like, okay, well, I could become a nurse. Why do I not want to be a nurse? I don't, there are reasons I don't want to be a nurse. Why don't I become a PA? There's reasons I don't want to be a PA. And those are all personal choices. And for me, I'm also a very, I've always been very goal driven and oriented. And I always want to kind of push the boundaries in, in a traditional sense. Like I could never be an entrepreneur that is pushing the boundaries to the extreme. To me, I can't be an entrepreneur. I just know it's not in my personality type, like going off the status quo. I, I, I'm just not. I could probably force myself to, but it's not what naturally happens for me. Like my my boyfriend is very much like that. And I watch him going go down this entrepreneurial path. And I'm like, props to you, dude. Like I could never just get myself to deal with do to to just go after that. And you know, I I think this is just a personality type. I don't think that it's something you have to force yourself to be. So for me right now, I'm at the spot where I'm like, okay, I know I'm good with people. I know that I have the skills to be a physician because I'm a very good decision maker. I'm very rational and very practical in my decision-making. I'm not an impulsive person and I'm very good at people in general. So kind of tapping into people's needs. So I'm trying to align that with my career goals. And at the end of the day, I have this gut feeling that I'm just, I'm never going to feel fully fulfilled unless I become a physician. And maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe I'm going to end up in like a totally different career field. I'm going to look back at me talking about this and I'm going to be like, Alexa, you were so like, you were so fucking far out there. Like you have no idea where you're going to end up five, 10 years from now, wherever, whatever the case may be. And I'm allowing myself the freedom to entertain that as well. That used to be an idea that really stressed me out or it was like, oh my God, if I, if I don't like become a physician, like I'm going to feel so shit and I'm not going to like, I didn't do what I was supposed to do, but I'm just allowing myself that space. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think there's so much pressure on us in our twenties. Like I think it's from social media, just like you got to have it figured out by now. And you know what's funny is no one has it figured out. Like I look at people in their 50s, people in their 60s. I meet clients that are still like entertaining different job offers. And they're just in that space of like constantly evolving and growing and entertaining different things. And maybe you don't find that thing that you wanna do for 30 years. I think we quickly, we don't realize that 30 years is actually a long fucking time to do one job maybe you don't want to do one job for 30 years of your life. And I think that's totally okay. I don't, I just, it baffles me that we, like the societal pressure to go to school, get the job, work the nine to five for 30 years. And if you sway from that, it's like, oh, she doesn't have her shit figured out. No, (laughs) maybe I just can be good at a lot of different things and I want to entertain that. And so that's where I'm at right now. Um, I'm also working for an escrow company full-time. So I do, I'm doing real estate part-time and I mean, escrow is also real estate as well, but it's just a different job. It's working as an escrow officer, which is actually handling escrow and like opening processing and closing escrows. Um, so it's kind of like an agent where you're making commission on the deal, but you're not, um, You're not in charge of the sale, right? You're just making sure that everything is put together, ready to go so that you can close this deal for the client. So again, the money just isn't worth it for me. I mean, not worth it, but the money's worth it obviously because we got to make money, but it's not enough for me. I need something that challenges me and pushes me and this does not challenge or push me. For some people, it absolutely does. It's a challenge for them. When I go to work, I don't feel that challenge, that hunger, that drive to like go, 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 like push the boundaries. Because to me, it's not what my soul's craving. And it it was a very quick, quick turnaround time for me to figure out that this is it's not what I'm called to do. Um, but at the end of the day, what's interesting too is whatever you can make whatever you want be your calling. I could easily make this my calling. I could put 120 fucking percent into this thing and be like, I'm gonna be the best escrow officer that there is. And I do put 100% in into my work. So when I show up to work, I am 100% putting in 100%. But is it where I see myself for 20, 30 years? Absolutely not. And I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that while you're figuring out what you really want to do. And like I said, this could totally change. Like a week from now, I could be like, you know what? I actually really like this job. Like maybe I could see myself here right in this very moment. I do not see myself there. So back to like why I'm doing a podcast though, because that just crossed my mind. Um, To be honest, I think it helps sort my mind. I think everyone has their thing, like what kind of gets them oriented. So for me, I do a lot of writing just to kind of vomit my brain onto some pages and see kind of where I'm orienting myself and the growth that it's, it's nice to have a track record of your growth as well. Not that I go and sit and read all of these entries, but I will sometimes like go in, check on it, like see kind of where I've been the past couple months, where I'm at now. Have I made progress? If I haven't, sorry, this is like the shittiest camera ever. And this is why I've also been holding off on doing a podcast. It just like randomly cuts out. And I think it's like my storage or something. Anyways, um, I've held off from doing a podcast because number one, afraid of like, I think there's been some self-limiting beliefs there of afraid of the judgment of others and what you're going to say. And to be honest, I think I'm fully past that now. If someone has something to say about something I'm doing or not doing, honestly, fuck them because I'm doing the best that I can. I'm a good person. At the end of the day, I feel good in myself, the decisions I'm making for myself. And anytime you have a judgment, you will never be judged by someone doing less than you. And it less versus more is subjective to your own interpretation, right? So my My interpretation of what is doing less than me is different than your version and so on. So at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. Life is too short. Do what you want to fucking do. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. So I've always wanted to do a podcast. I'm spending all this time justifying it, explaining it. Um, (laughs) And I realized I don't even need to do that. I can just do what I want to do. Um, And creating content, honestly it's cool for me because it's kind of a creative outlet. Um, I'm creative in that I just kind of dabble in everything. Like I love to paint. I love to play the piano. I really like video editing. I think I've held back a lot on like pursuing YouTube because I'm like, well, what am I even going to video? Like, I don't have enough content. My life is very, um, stand like, I don't know if standard's the right word, but I don't, do that much stuff to film but now that i realize it the people i watch is like stuff that i'm already doing like i want to watch this chick's morning routine my morning routine is pretty much like hers so i'm like why don't you just you be the content and film it i'm tired of this is me giving myself the medicine that i need i am tired of like caring so much (laughs) and then like letting it hold me back from doing things I want to do because I'm like, oh, well, I'm, we make excuses, right? We make excuses for why we can't pursue things. We're like, well, I don't have the content. I don't have the things to film. I don't, I don't have the things to talk about. That's, that's been me with this podcast as well Is worrying that I don't have the things to talk about. It sure seems like I have a lot to fucking talk about, (laughs) but, um, I'm just like, well, why am I going to film it? Who fucking cares? Film it and put it out there. And if people want to watch it, they do. If people don't want to watch it, they don't watch it. Who cares? This is cathartic for me because I'm like, I feel like vomiting my brain out. Honestly, it helps me get my thoughts sorted. So that's where I'm at right now. And right now I'm also in a weird space of like, okay, so I'm doing this job. Right now the priority kind of needs to be just there's a lot of reasons I want to stick with this job for a little while longer before pursuing um, applying to med school again, because my partner is pursuing something very financially risky right now. Um, We have a big project being released in uh, three weeks from now. Um, It's called T Homes. Go check it out. If you haven't heard of it yet, we are doing a, he i you know i can't just i can't do it justice explaining the project so look up theo petra labs t homes either one you can read about it um it's basically real estate on chain if you're anyone's familiar with the crypto space um it's a it's a ballsy fucking move and i am trying to just support him one hundred ten thousand percent um emotionally and everything else. So that's why I want to stick with this job as well as I just want to create some stability in our home while we're pursuing something very financially financially risky. That's also why I like this job because, you know, obviously he's pursuing this real estate field. I would love to just be more knowledgeable on it as well, just because I don't see myself in that career forever maybe it will be because there are parts of the company that are going to branch into more like of a philanthropical space. Um, And that is where I see myself at the end of the day. Medicine is something that draws me to it because I love the philanthropy side of it. But I could see myself being just as fulfilled in another area as long as it had that philanthrop- philanthropical side to it, where I could contribute to something greater, a greater cause and helping people. It doesn't have to be medical. And I'm starting to let myself entertain that area. Um, so I say, yeah, I'm never going to be fulfilled if I don't become a doctor, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I'm only saying that for this very moment in time. And our, We shift so much in this lifetime. I've noticed me at 20 versus 25 right now. Holy shit. I didn't imagine this turbulent change in everything. Views on life, relationships, everything has changed so much. So that is why I kind of want to just entertain this as well because he is pursuing that area. It's a very risky move (laughs) and but I believe in him so hardcore I believe in what our team is doing so fully and I think the intention is so pure and basically without getting deep into it um we want to make it accessible for people to buy a fucking home like it is so hard to buy a house right now especially if you're in California and you're listening to this you feel my pain we are renting right now and it is just painful like it (laughs) every month that just goes down the drain in a couple of months, our rent goes up and it's just like, we, you cannot save, excuse me. You cannot save fast enough to put a down payment on a house. And it's like, it's just not fair to, we have the American dream. And this is like, if this is the American dream, this is sad. It's, it's, it's embarrassing that we can't create some sort of system where Americans can afford to buy a home and, When my parents bought their first home, they were in their late 20s. That was the average at that time. Now it's your late 30s. Like, are you kidding me? I I am not. I do not want to be in my late 30s buying my very first home. And so, people should. There's so many issues. (laughs) I'm not going to get into all of them, but that is the mission of this company. So go check it out. I think it's going to be. I I think it's going to be fucking huge. That's that's my gut feeling. Because I think when you are, when you're pure in your intentions, you genuinely want to help people. I do think I'm, I'm a strong believer in that there's more good than bad out there. And I do think people will come together to make these things happen because at the end of the day, I do think there's more good people than bad out pe- people out there and just good in general over bad. I know it's so hard to see that when like you look at the news and all you see is just catastrophe after catastrophe and issue after issue after issue. And it's just making you seem like the world is just doom and gloom and dread and yada yada. And we just forget that there is so much beauty as well. And are all those issues pressing and important? Yes. But if we harp on them, we never make progress. And so that's just a, that is a, core mentality that I try to uphold. I think it's important to know what's going on in the world. But if you sit and watch the news for three hours a day, number one, it doesn't help you at all. All it's going to make you do is go into a downward fucking spiral that is going to make you not pursue anything. Cause you're like, well, what's the fucking point? Like the world is just falling and crumbling. And why would I pursue anything? Number two, it doesn't actually help the problem at all. So Whatever the problem is, let's figure out a way to help contribute to either eradicating it because every every little movement makes a difference. I don't care what people say. You don't have to be this huge. Con- yes, movements make things happen, but individual contributions add to big movements. So I think at the end of the day, what's more important is, yes, be knowledgeable on it, but also figure out maybe how you can contribute rather than sitting and listening to all the garbage and just feeding your mind with toxic bullshit. Speaking of toxic bullshit, (laughs) um, this past year of my life has been extremely challenging. Um, I can feel myself kind of closing in with my openness right now with how much I want to share because I can already feel like, oof, do I want to talk about this really personal thing? (laughs) because I'm like fearful of who's going to listen to it and the things people are going to have to say, especially if they're people I know, but I also want to be respectful and I'm not going to sit and talk about other people. I never want to sit and talk about other people. That's like my goal all the time, whether I'm with friends, family, whoever, I don't want to sit and talk about someone else. I want to talk about us, our relationship, our whatever it is, the thing we're pursuing, like, let's think about moving forward, not the negativity. But regardless, this last year of my life has been very difficult. It's been very challenging emotionally, spiritually, um, regardless of like career things and school things and whatever, like push that outside the window. Um, It's been challenging in other ways, specifically with family and I am now in a space of gratitude finally. And I think that's why I've also pushed off having a podcast is because I just felt spiritually, I was not in the space to even talk. I've been in such a low (laughs) energy spot, a low frequency for the past year of just like, whoa, woo me, like poor me, like victimizing myself. I'm going through this thing and I don't know how to get out of it. And life is just so unfair. And why is someone treating me like this and da, da da And I just, I just went down that for the past year, maybe like eight months, whatever. And just staying in that space and thinking, how am I going to get out of this? The situation needs to change for me to get out of this. And I think that's how we treat everything that happens in our lives. We're like, well, I can't, get out of this headspace until that thing is done, until that thing stops, until that life event turns around, until that person stops treating me that this way, I can't get out of this negative headspace because I need to reflect it, right? And I was given exactly what I needed to get out of that headspace, which was this difficult situation because I have treated everything in my life that way. I've treated anytime something would happen, whether with a relationship, a friendship, something with school, career, whatever it was, I would let my mental state reflect the thing that's going on and just continue to harp on that and add to that negativity. And I wouldn't move anywhere. I would just be in that, right? And that literally helps nothing. So (laughs) um this situation has given me the biggest perspective I've ever had in my life. It, And it, it's not even a catastrophic event. So I'm actually very grateful to it because there will be a situation in the future where someone I love dearly will get sick or someone I love dearly, dearly, dearly will pass away or I will get sick or I'll whatever it may be some big life event that I just did not see coming because that's how it all, that's how it happens. You never see it coming. And if I couldn't handle this, how am I going to handle that future thing that's actually pressing and actually very serious? Um, So this gave me the medicine I needed and taught me, you are in complete control of your mental state. You're in complete control of how you view situations And so maybe within the last, it's only been like the last month, honestly, that I've shifted my perspective on the situation. And I've just sat there and thought, okay, why is this happening? I don't know. But if I can't see the reason right now, I will see it in the future. And what I'm seeing now is the personal growth I have experienced in the last year is more than I've experienced in all my 25 years. On this planet. I, I have not been challenged that much emotionally, spiritually, everything that much since this experience happened. I realized I had deep like self-love issues that it, it sounds so cliche. And I never knew what that really meant. Like, oh, but you got to love yourself. And sorry, I just want to make sure the audio is still recording. It sounds so cliche. You're like, oh, well, I got to make sure I love, I, I love yourself first, right? And I, I was always like, yeah, I love myself. Then I thought about it more deeply. I'm like, do you really? Because if you did, you would not let yourself get to that low of a place because of the situation that's going on. You would not allow yourself to be treated that way. You would not allow yourself to just... Take this for granted and be in that negative headspace. Like every day is a gift. And if you allow yourself to just sit and mope around about a situation, and don't get me wrong, like we have we have to feel these emotions, right? That that is the human experience to feel these emotions. I'm not saying feeling sad and sorry is like you being ungrateful. No, it's not. Like that has to happen. But for me, I was sitting like that for a year every day. Like I'd have these spurts of joy but they were so short-lived and I'd be like, oh, but this is going to pass, right? And self-sab- you self-sabotage yourself where you're like, don't get too happy, Alexa. This is going to pass. <laughs> this isn't going to last. Shit's, shit's going to hit the fan again. And so I finally realized the medicine I needed was to hit absolute rock bottom emotionally so that I could realize, why am I letting myself get to this point? And it's because... I think I don't deserve to be higher up. And I'm finally at the point where I'm like, no, I deserve to be where I want, which is in a high energy state. And for some people, I'm not saying like high energy, like you're super outgoing and this and this and that. I'm not, I'm not really an outgoing person to be completely honest. I'm, I'm very, I don't gain my energy from being around others. I need to recharge socially by myself so that I can give other people that energy. Um, So I'm quite an ambivert. I'm in the middle of introversion and extroversion. I realized that also translates into situations you're in. So when I've been, while I've been going through this situation, I realized how much of my energy would just drain and drain and drain. And I'm like, but I want to fix this issue. I got to put effort in again. I got to put effort in again and effort in again and effort in again. And then you get to the point where you're like, maybe I should just stop and just let everything happen the way it's supposed to happen. For some reason, this is happening. Now I'm seeing the reason why. And 10 years down the line, I might see another reason why I might be like, Oh, well, I, I picked up this, this lesson from that experience. And so I'm letting myself entertain that too and absorb that and just think, you know, this is a blessing in disguise. I saw this in here before I started this podcast, which is so funny. Um, And it kind of like chugged, maybe chugged isn't the right word. It kind of propagated this, this idea for me. And it's something I wrote in here. It says, I find myself in dark places that in the end turn out to be blessings disguised. And That could not be more true for any experience I've had. And I've especially noticed it with this one just because of how emotionally charged it was. These dark places, we do not realize until they're done or they're never done. I mean, it lingers within you, right? But we get to choose to release it, to move past it. And I've noticed if you do not release this experience, if you become one of those people that says, well, I went through this really hard thing and, you know you can't blame me for, for not achieving that thing. Okay. It, you can stay on that for a little while, but if you just stay there, all you're going to do is build resentment within yourself. And then if you don't reach that goal or whatever, and you blame it on this experience, whatever experience you just had, that was very difficult. Um, you'll, you'll not only you'll, you'll, talk as if you'll make an excuse. You'll say, oh, it's because of that situation. But at the end of the day, and you might not be able to say it out loud, you're going to resent yourself because you're going to know it was all in your control. And so all these difficult experiences, if we don't take the lesson from them, we never grow. We never, if you don't look inside, look inside on that experience and see how did you handle it? And what could you have changed about how you handled it? Or maybe you like the way you handled it. That's great too. That's another learning experience. So for me, something happened a few weeks ago and I really did not like my behavior in that situation. I stooped to a very low level where just energetically, I felt extremely negative. I did not handle the situation the way I wanted to. And I came home and I basically, I stooped down to the level of this person that I was having the conflict with. And when I communicate, I'm usually very, I'm much like this. I'm very straightforward. I'm very calm in my tone, but I was not calm in my tone at all. I let the frustration build up in me of everything that's been happening. And I just kind of vomited all that out. And if you've ever had that kind of experience in the moment, it feels kind of good because it almost, it feels like kind of like when you have a good workout and you're just like, oh, I just release all that pent up energy inside me. And then I went home (laughs) and resented myself for days of just like, that is not me. Fuck. Why did I act like that? I let my emotions get the best of me. I like let myself stoop down to that low level. I just like fell into the trap of just not, you are in complete control of your emotions. And I hate, instances where I forget that because I just I can turn into the woman I don't want to be and I turned into the woman I don't want to be and there's nothing wrong with I I mean it's not good to beat yourself up but sometimes beating yourself up for something like we'll teach you something so after a few days of like feeling bad about it then I was just like you know what okay it's fine it's fine that was just behavior that we don't want to participate in again and let's figure out how we can prevent from from stooping to that level again. And so it was just a lesson. It was just a lesson. I reflected on it. I looked inward on why did I act that way? Okay. Obviously there's still places that I need to work on and areas that I need to come to terms with on anger I'm still holding about the situation. No matter how much I say I'm not angry, there's of course little pieces of anger in there and frustration. And I'm just continuing to release these and be kind to myself, be patient with myself. I think patience with yourself is something really, really hard to do because you're like, okay, I'm in control of my state, right? So why can't I just allow myself to just get over this quickly, just get over it, <laughs> just move forward, just stop doing that thing, just start doing that thing, like, it's, it's much harder to do than it seems, so I think it takes practice, it takes time and practice, and I think where you can beat yourself up is, number one, harping on the experience and keep beating yourself up on it, you keep doing that you never grow from it. So okay, let yourself process it and then get to the point where you're like, okay, I didn't like the way I acted. Let me figure out how to not engage in that again. And so for me this is respect this for me this is creating boundaries which are really fucking hard to do, especially when it's with people you're not going to just cut off. So like in the past And maybe this isn't the most um, (laughs) nice way to do it. And now when I look back on it, I'm like, I probably shouldn't have have treated that person that way or just completely disregarded that person. But for example, with dating relationships, if a man ever crossed a boundary, in my opinion, I would just completely ghost. (laughs) Like I would just, and this is after like, I already had an established kind of communication with this person. And it's like, it's not just some random person that I barely knew. It was someone that I was communicating with, but I felt like, okay, they're, they overstepped a boundary. And I'm just like, I don't even need to explain to you why you crossed the boundary. Like you crossed the boundary. You should just you should just know why you crossed it. So, but that is that is not a helpful thing to do at all. So in the past, I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's how you establish boundaries. You just completely cut the person off. You're like, you are not the right energy for me and I don't want it in my life. So I'm just going to completely ghost you. Not the right way to go about it at all. Um, and I, like I said, takes practice. So with practice... <laughs> I learned that if you have that type of issue with a person, you feel like you're being disrespected, whatever, just communicate that with them. And if they don't take that communication well, there's nothing else you can do at that point, but at least communicate it to the person. Unless you just like genuinely don't care. The, the way I think of it is like, I would actually like that person to grow from this experience as well and just help them understand like where you overstepped the boundary so that they don't do it with a person in the future. I'm not going to associate myself with you anymore, but let me explain to you so that you don't do this to another individual. Um, That's how I would handle it (laughs) after learning like it's probably not okay to just (laughs) completely go somebody. It's pretty fucked up. So the reason I comment on that is because that is especially harder to do with people that you are going to continue to see in your life that you're not going to just be like, all right, bye. You're disrespecting me by like, there's some people you can't do that with. And so I think learning how to establish boundaries and also learning that if you start establishing boundaries with people that don't really know what that means, and they're like, what do you mean boundaries? You're going to become quite a black sheep. And you're going to become like the problematic person because you're the one creating boundaries and you're the one saying, oh, I have this boundary. And you're going to seem like a very dramatic person. At least this has been my experience with creating boundaries. But just know that if that person is reacting that way to you saying you're creating a boundary, it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the other person. Because if someone genuinely cares about you, respects you, they won't feel that way about you creating a boundary. Like if a good girlfriend came to me and she was like, Hey, I really feel like you overstepped this boundary. I'd be like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I want to help me like, learn how to not do that. And what are your boundaries? And I want to know more. Um, so yeah, that's my spiel on that. I don't know how I got there (laughs) from talking about a career path, but This is a really good first podcast, I feel like. I definitely opened up more than I thought I was going to open up for sure. By the way, it's 4th of July. This is really lame. Like 16-year-old me would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? Like it's 4th of July. Why aren't you out? Like having a good old time. But I've I've just changed so much. Like thinking about getting fucked up right now, I'm just like, that sounds absolutely awful right now. And don't get me wrong. I get in moods where I'm like, yeah, let's go out. And the second I do, I'm like, I'm good for like another six months. Like, I'd rather, why don't we just like, let's go to the beach or like go on a hike (laughs) Um, or like sit and talk about life for three hours. (laughs) That's like where I'm at right now, emotionally and energetically. I just can't be bothered. And I just value my time too much. I'm not saying you don't value your time if you go out and you have a good time. I think you just learn what you like and don't like to do as you get older. And if you feel like shit after doing something, you probably don't enjoy it that much. But if you actually enjoyed it, then you enjoy it. For me, I'm just like I always feel like shit after and I'm always like, "Ah, eh, I would have rather stayed home with my fucking cat." That's that's <laughs> oh, I've become the stereotypical crazy cat lady. Yeah, literally. Um, but anyways, I think I'm definitely going to do this again. I think I'm going to post this. Honestly, I just I was like, "Let me just film, see how I feel about it. If I'm not into it, then I'm not even going to bother posting it." But this was fun and definitely cathartic, um, and I want to get some people on here. So probably get some my girlfriend on here. Probably get a few of my girlfriends on here would be they they'd be they're they're really fun to just sit and talk about life with. So I want to get them on here and my boyfriend. We we can get into some deep talks too. So him as well. But. If you watch this whole thing and stuck to the end, woof! thank you for watching and um, I'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye.